0: But I woke up to a a great white storm today. Nothing but snow and a cold breeze. I was not ready for this. I've been here for a year, and I hate the snow. I thought the snow would feel like cotton. It's essentially just glass. (laughs) That's really, really cold. I hate it. It's it's painful. Oh yeah, you you never get used to it. I've lived in Michigan my whole life. No, I can't get used to this. I, I never, I never get used to it fully. Oh, my God. I remember the first time I saw snow was actually last year, right on this campus. I like, was, you, like, like you saw it in person? I saw it in person. It's, it's like when I saw the ocean.
1: <laughs>
0: like, like I remember going to New York. It's like, wow,
1: I saw the ocean. Wow, I saw snow.
0: <laughs> I, looked at, I looked at the sky and I like, you ever seen those Christmas movies where like they let the snow hit their hand? Yeah. And they look at their partner and say, I love you. This is exactly like it was. It's how I was by myself with the wind. <laughs> Just had when a moment. Just had a moment where, like, oh, my God, it felt so soft. And it was, like, melting in my hand. And I was like, this is gorgeous. I stood there for no reason. I started walking around campus for a good 15 minutes to bask in the snow. <laughs> like a winter wonderland. Yeah. I was in a winter wonderland. in Michigan, dude. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. I went inside. I took a – I recorded on the Snap. I like I posted a couple stories, posted on IG. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm about this is about to be gone the next day. <laughs> it stayed for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's probably gonna stay uh, for eight months. Oh yeah, oh god. And you know, what? it came early this year. Like I think this is Mother Nature telling her, I'm here, b-. I'm here. You ain't because it came late. It came like in December. That's when like no, late November. It'll come in patches. Yeah, it's like acne. It's like slowly creeps in. It'll be
1: really bad for a bit. And it's all clear and sunny. And the, the weirdest thing about and Michigan.
0: Bam,
1: <laughs> is There's a, a the blizzard right on your forehead.
0: About Michigan. is like, y'all have, you guys have like 60 degree sunny days in the middle of winter. <laughs>
1: yeah. And there then, were so many Christmases <laughs> that were like 70 degrees outside. I was like wearing shorts.
0: And I'm not going like every time. I'm like, oh, this winter is really short. And I woke up the next day to negative 15. I'm like, yep. wow. You can't make any consistent plans. No, you can't. You can't. You can't. But, um. Man, this is a great album. Great, great album. If you haven't know, this is Smino. Let's get this right. Let's get this right a little bit. Y'all know Smino? He's a St. Louis rapper. You know Smino? Not familiar. Mm, great. Uh, he just dropped an album recent last year, Black Swan. And one of the songs was Anita on there. And he started blowing up on social media when T-Pain hopped on the remix called Anita. I don't mind it. So it's, I don't know, it doesn't stand out to me, I guess. I mean, thing is, this, this is one of the more calmer songs. I got to start parsing it. This is one of the more calmer songs on the album, and it's the intro. She's already setting the mood here. For sure. But his album is really, really good. I think he should have been on the XL, XXL um, freshman list.
1: Who would you take off, like, in, in their place? Lil Pump. <laughs> Lil Pump uh, yeah. was on there. I, I, I guess that's fair. Cause it seemed like he was—he didn't really need to be on
0: there. Like he no, was already he blown he's up, was already, yeah. already relevant. it was like a victory lap. Honestly, he could have made it because only had nine, not ten. And he's bullshit anyway. Yeah, of course they are bullshit. Yeah. They're not real rappers. But <laughs> you're listening to the Culture Report. Suck, boss. Hey, you know I'm back with it again this week. I have Brent. You know, special appearance from the editor right here, man. This this is really special right now. This touched a, a little, a place in my heart. <laughs> But you know, the car- you're, you're, you're f-ing lying. <laughs> quit, quit selling it. Why, why can't you just take appreciation when it comes, man? <laughs> because hey.
1: it's so rare, and I, I just don't, I just don't know how to accept it. I guess I just push we people are, away.
0: Oh, oh, man. Oh, oh man, oh man, oh man. See what you just did. So yeah,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm Brent. I'm the podcast editor
0: at CM Life, and I'm uh, filling in today. Filling in today. The crew, you know, they're sick. They're the busy. storm got them. Storm got him. You know, life comes. Love you guys. We we'll be back with the fourth squad next week. When life comes at you with um with lemons, you gotta make lemonade, and this is what we are doing right here. <laughs> but I want to get to something much more serious. It's an incident that took place on November seventh, right here on CMU campus. A young lady named Yasmin Duncan and her roommate experienced something that no. African-American no person of color should ever experience. And I just overt racism. Yasmin posted on her Twitter. This is exactly what she said. This was on my dorm tonight. My roommates and I, all black women, are okay. But of course, the police can't do nothing but file a report. And of course, the police we spoke to compared the hate of his badge to our blackness. What a night. We would not be silenced. Hashtag C Mitch. And what exactly triggered that tweet was these young ladies have a whiteboard on their door. And somebody went on there and wrote, F you monkey black whores. In 2018, I want to add. Here on CMU, where diversity and inclusion are the two things you will hear all around campus, you hear the president say it. His administration, faculty members, professors, workers who work around um, CMU, whether in the cafeterias or in the, in the counseling center or your academic advisors, everywhere you go, you will hear diversity, inclusion, somehow, some way, come up in a conversation. And yet, in a school that preaches that as much as they do here, as I've ever, anywhere I've ever been to, you have an incident like this. A school that prides itself on being progressive as any university in the country is happened right here. Now, as you can tell, I am African-American male. I'm 22 years old. I come from a city where diversity is truly something over there, truly is something. I see every culture every single day. I experience everything new, something new, Every single day, whether it be the food, whether it be the customs, their religion, the way they go about life, family goes, things that you people up in the, here won't even understand. I have a different view of diversity coming from Miami. When CMU says we are a diverse school, I laugh. Not saying they don't try, not saying it isn't, but to say to say that you're the most diverse school compared to where I'm from, this is nothing. I know where inclusion looks like. I know where, how, what it means to be a Haitian American celebrating with multiple people from different countries, different cultures, respecting them and their beliefs, even if it may differ from mine, and still treat them as regular human beings. Because there's something special down there. Do we have that up here really? Do we? I don't know. The fact that three black girls have to see this, that we have to hear about it in 2018, is actually astounding to me in so many ways. It's disgusting. The worst part is that it, all it does is just creates the vision amongst the black students here and the white students here, because we probably won't know who did it publicly. There would be sense of tension in the air when I look at you, when you look at me, they will always be there. Cause I don't know if you're the one who did it. I don't know if you think that way. I don't know if you even agree with those words on that board. Like, and it makes it worse because as we have talked about on this show, it's so much harder for black women in this country. I mean, it was a Twitter video, a Twitter video. Of a black girl coming to a rescue of a white woman at a football game. A white male put her hands on her. And just like Wonder Woman, the black girl gracefully came up and pushed the shit out of him. And said, don't you do that to her. Can you guys return the favor now? Instead of saying, oh, CMU, we have to do better. Oh, CMU, we can't be like this. Oh, just saying, oh, my thoughts and prayers. Oh, this is disgusting. Do something. Do something worthwhile. Do something meaningful to people like Yasmin and her roommates. Do something. That's all I have to do. Like, I don't want to hear no words. The president's statement was cool. You know why it doesn't mean anything no more? Because this happens every day now in 2018. This has been happening. We've just been happening so much. A statement that says I'm against racism. I'm against bigotry. I'm against misogyny and all kinds of hate. It's so f***ing old now it's old it's old it's tiring do something what would you gotta say about this brand
1: <laughs> <clears throat> i i i fully agree i mean just today i was talking to uh one of my professors um kind of about a lot of hopelessness i have for politics right now mm. and it, A lot of it kind of stems from this idea that, like, how how you said those, like, thoughts and prayers, these, like, weak platitudes that people give. It is tiring, and unfortunately, that's all that we have to combat, a very organized system of racism and hatred that is taking hold in the country. Because, I mean, when you look at the right, when you look at far-right, you know, racist white nationalists, these aren't bumbling idiots. These are people with organized political systems that congregate that get into high ranks of political office and influence and join think tanks and send money to people that can do something with it. Mm. And on the other side, you just have these weak ass democrat and you know pseudo progressives mm. that just send words and and they and and, and, they, and they and they and they send these blase naive uninformed politics and they pretend that they're woke and they pretend that they're, you know, some leader of some resistance when they're just a weak ass f- Democrat that is just regurgitating Democrat nonsense. And they've never opened up a history book and and they've never chosen to look beyond what the real problems are, what the real originating sources of racism are. It doesn't go back to the founding fathers, it goes back to. F- Plato and it goes back before that and it goes to the idea that Power can dictate anyone to do anything and that it's not the burden of the individual. It's the burden of giving People the power that allows people to commit hatred murder genocide You know all of these horrible things that we say that we're against but instead we want to meet in the middle But we're not aware that what's happening is that we're not meeting in the middle. They're not meeting in the middle They're moving the middle further in their direction under our nose. And all we can say is thoughts and prayers. I hope things get better and they're getting worse and they're only going to get worse unless we get serious about fixing the problem. And it's going to require action. It's going to require us getting our hands, not dirty, but getting our hands involved and making an actual educated, informed nuanced difference on a grassroots level and not just voting for whatever fucking democrat runs doing something that actually matters but we can't even do that until we choose to spiritually change ourselves and turn away from this idea that 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 human beings are inherently predisposed to hate each other or or put up walls between each other or borders or these f- differences it's so arbitrary and what these people do when they when they say that oh these these black girls probably just made it up for attention.
0: Oh God. They're
1: getting duped. They're getting duped into thinking that because they're incentivized to think that because then things will never get better. They'll never get better for the people that have perpetually only had the worst realities, the worst realities that they can't escape from because you're not bothered by it. And you're incentivized not to be bothered by it. And you refuse to change. You refuse to educate yourself. And you refuse to become conscious of what's actually happening. And it's just, it's f- infuriating how just indifferent people are now. And I'm sorry I got so riled, oh, no. oh, but no. this has been just boiling in me for years and years
0: and years. And I'm a very like irritated person by all this, of this. This is beautiful. You know what? In the great words of DJ Funk Flex, Funk Master Flex, what Brent just said, I could just sum it up in these words. Yeah, listen, that's cool boys, you know. <laughs> That's called bars. You don't know nothing about that. Come on. Come on. What, what? What? He said everything in a way, I don't even got to regurgitate anymore. What? That's called bars. Get a, Step them up. <laughs> step him up. But let's calm down now for a little bit. Let's calm down now for Thank a little you. bit. Thank you. But but yeah, you it's, went not, really, it's not. You're at really broad with there, with the overall political um political climate of this country. And you're and you're right. And you're right on so many levels. But I want to bring this more to home. Yeah, for sure. Because we have a separate podcast for that. We're called In It Together. You want you want to hear here because I know they're gonna touch upon it next week. They can get right into that. I just want to talk about what it means as a minority student. For sure. And for the minority minority community. Did you see the response the black students here have? It was beautiful. You attacked three beautiful black women We all came out. We all spoke out in our own way. On social media, through talking with our friends in person, through speaking with our professors, through going through luncheons, through emailing professors, faculty members, the president himself. We went to the press conference in the cold and stood there for 20 minutes. We did things as a unit. We did not leave those girls by themselves at all. Why can't we just all do that? There is one fool on Twitter. His name is Ben Frowley. How do I know that? That's his actual display name. He said on Twitter. I think he deleted- Did he delete him? I don't think so. Hopefully not. But he essentially put the whole entire this whole entire incident in these lenses that I've hear so often. I ain't gonna generalize to right or left. I'm gonna generalize it as very simply. People who are able to be oblivious to problems that are not their own. A lot of people say white privilege, which is true. I call it the privilege to be oblivious. It's such a beautiful thing that I have. I would never, ever know. Because all of this affects me in some way, shape, or form. Why? Because I'm black. Obviously, this kid is a white male, the I'm speaking. He is a white male. He essentially said on Twitter, oh, you guys cry out for police brutality, cry out about police brutality, yet you call the cops when you need help. Whole bunch of crying emojis. Let me say this. If you one of those people who had a cry, crying emojis at the end of every sentence? The joke not funny. <laughs> you not funny. The comment not funny. It's like you're and laughing shit. at your own joke. Yeah. First off, the only time you're supposed to add a whole bunch of emojis like that, when you send the risky text to your to your girl, that's the only time you're supposed to do it. When you send that really risky text, and if it fails, you can say, oh, it was just a joke. Yeah. Besides that, don't do that. No. Or oh, a hundred? Oh, God. Oh, God. When you put like a hundred, a hundred emojis. Like, all right, we get it. You think you real. Shut up. <laughs> but this person had the nerve to say, you cry about police brutality, yet you call the cops when you need help. Really? Really? I wanna get this straight, right? We cannot point out an actual fact that police step out of their boundaries and take advantage of the power that they have, particularly against black people when they search us, when they stop us, when they talk to us. I've seen several instances in different countries, especially in America, where someone who has a lighter skin who has done worse? Dylan Roof killed a whole church full of black people, twelve people. He walked out of Burger King. He walked out of Burger King in handcuffs. My mama wouldn't even walk me out of Burger King. Like, come on, come on now. You telling me this man who killed twelve black people can walk out of Burger King? But you tell me Sarah, Sandra Bland gets killed after a traffic stop. What? Now, granted, she was killed in in a she did die in a jail. But she, come on now, come on now. You telling me, Philando Castile, gets shot for telling the officer he has a gun as what he should do by law since he's someone who has who is has a concealed weapons license. You're supposed to tell the cop you have a gun on you, so nothing bad won't happen to you. And he still not and he still died. What? Am I missing something? We can't point those facts out and yet still look upon those people that help us in need when things of things we cannot control? We can't criticize a system for one for for something that it has perpetuated for years and yet we get criticized for calling them when we need help? Do you want us to handle this on our own? Cuz cuz I mean, if you let us, we could. We've done everything on our own for the past 400 years when you brought us here I have told this story before I think on here How Haitians, we are the first free black republic The first republic, period I've said this on here You think we can't do it on our own? Huh? That's just the surface level of this argument I'm getting to the point now When I hear stupid shit like that I tell you shut the f- up I'm not even wasting energy Shut up I don't want to hear you talk Because you got nothing important to say You're ignorant you're in the state of oblivion. And it's a beautiful place to be. And it's only exclusive to the majority of a country. What's the majority here? You can do the math. But So when I hear those comments, I get highly irritated. When I see what I saw, or when I saw that picture, I got highly irritated. I'm just a spectator in all this. Does this affect me directly these whole entire events? Not really. But what's the broad scope of this? Do I feel less safe here as a black student at CMU after after that event? Yes, I do. Because there's people who actually think like that. There's people who actually think that's okay. There's people who actually approve of that message. Is that what I want to remember? That's why why when I leave here and graduate, that's what I remember CMU as? A place where I feel like I don't belong? Does that go against entire CMU mission statement? It does. or <laughs> well, yes, it does. So they have to take this seriously. The women have been so strong in this. I want to applaud all of them. Every single, all three of them, they've been so strong through this. And we have to continue to show them support in this time of need. Because the press conference they had yesterday with Robert Davis, the CMU president, they spoke as well, led by led by the NAACP, they had a press conference for 20 minutes. Two of the girls spoke. The president spoke. And NAACP president Coleman spoke. And, Brent, you know, could you tell them, listen to me, I need to cool down man I need to cool down. <laughs> yeah, I, I just wanted to add one thing on top of what you said.
1: I get a kind of annoyance with my white peers on campus because a lot of comments I was seeing in response to this was saying that, you know, the girls made it up. And a lot of people saying, like, oh, minorities just do this for attention.
0: Excuse um, me? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh.
1: And I get annoyed because I don't want to be around a bunch of ignorant people that when they walk around people that are minorities, they have this like this like paranoid idea. Like, oh, they're always trying to make something up to get media attention. Like, th- no, they're not. Do, like, do, like, do, OK, do you like, think I want to talk. <laughs> like, like, sure, sure. You can point to like a couple new stories of instances where people have made up fake stories because you can, like, just just because you can send me a link doesn't mean that that is what's happening in this specific instance. It just means that that's happened in the past. It has nothing to do with what's going on right now. And it really There's no happens. correlation. And it really right, happens, right? And like, like, you you don't bring me any kind of like stat showing how often this happens. Or it's, it's just it's just nonsense.
0: Like. They do the same thing with it's, it's, uh, the it's me just too them movement. trying to rationalize why they don't want to believe you. Yeah, they do the same thing with the Me Too movement. They were like, uh, when a when a woman makes an accusation, they say, "Oh well, this lady lied or oh, this woman lied." Okay, you just gave me scattered accounts of over thousands on thousands on thousands of accusations that just happened where those women lied. Does that so you are telling me because one person lied? then all every woman's lying? So are you telling me that one black person probably made up an accusation? Does it mean it has never happened? You, you ain't go to elementary school? I know you was taught slavery. Like, you guys have a 400-year history of doing this. Ain't no shit make, making up around here.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that you made that point because what people basically do when they say that is they're doing the guilty until proven innocent thing. They're doing exactly what they got mad at people supposedly did to Kavanaugh, but they do it to, you know, people that they dictate just deserve it, I guess.
0: Let's get, no.
1: Anyway, I, I just wanted to add that on. So anyway, so the list of demands from uh, President Coleman of the NAACP. Uh, I'm just going to read kind of somewhat directly from CM Life here. Um First, she demanded each CMU student be required to take a cultural course uh, that's like concurrent with their major or minor. Also, uh, she wants cameras placed in hallways of residence and uh, residence halls. Honestly, this seems like a no-brainer, especially yeah. since uh, there was a shooting you know, fairly recently. I'm, I'm surprised that there aren't cameras already in the residence halls prior the, to that incident. The towers
0: already have some in my hall. Cahavi already has cameras inside
1: the hall but uh, apparently we they're not in every hall which is just you know strange i guess uh later the demand was a certified third party to host a race and ethnicity training that would be mandatory for all faculty staff students and police uh which again i think seems pretty fair and uh we were kind of talking about a potential compromise that we can talk later yeah but um and uh, the other demand was a public apology from the officer that responded to the incident in Sweeney Hall oh, on the night of November 7th. Uh, I
0: didn't even touch uh, into that.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, boy. Giving the officer a three-day period to apologize for comparing the racist act. Witness to what officers experience every day. I love the response that she gave to that cop. That's exactly why I hate the whole Blue Lives Matter shit.
0: Oh, God. You, you take can take the badge off your
1: badge at any time. Quit your job, dude. If you're so terrified, if you're so afraid, quit. I have another Stevenson, reason Stevenson, just just, just quit, quit being black, dude. Just quit. So if you hate it, cup. just
0: quit, dude. Yeah, I'll buy some whitening cream if I wanted Put to. Put in your two weeks. Uh, come on now. Come on now. But I'm not going to do that. And they won't do that because the power is too, it's, it's too salivating. And plus, l- l- let me say this. Of course, not all cops are bad. I guarantee you this cop did not mean anything bad about it. Made his, I put money, and I guarantee you, his intentions was in the right, right, right place. He just said something really, really stupid. Yeah, it just proves more to like the the naivety that they have, I guess. And they they can be like that, right? My problem, and I don't, I don't want to stray too far. But the blue lives matter. Yeah, you could you take off your badge. You're, you're not a cop anymore. Once you do that, I mean, you are off duty cop. But we don't know that. But if blue lives matter so much. You know, why aren't you making policies that make it safer for them? Take, take more guns off the street instead of selling them. But you know, that's just me. That's just me. You know, another copy for another day, another show. It's not here. But to say that is so stupid. It's it's, a, it's asinine. Like, why? Why would you even compare your badge to my race? You were, you know what that badge was actually made for? To control Black people, you were a slave patrol. Your ancestors, the people prior to you who had this job were slave patrols. They were made to keep me in check about a century ago. So, exactly what are you saying now? What are you comparing once you once you add that little fact in there? Not a damn thing. Like I, again, I guarantee you his heart was in the right place, but that's the state of oblivion that I'm talking about. He doesn't need to know. He doesn't have to know because it doesn't affect them.
1: Yeah. And that, that that's why a lot of people kind of just get—they just tune out the whole, you know— well, Politics per- in general. The whole privilege you know, talk. I mean, the whole— idea of oblivion i think is much more not accurate but maybe more effective because i think it's more kind of indicative of what they're doing they're not really exercising privilege like they're going to inherently have it because of who they are but and and they're they're not necessarily going to act because of that privilege because i mean they may not even believe that it exists in the other place it's because of that willful oblivion or that willful Ignorance—that's you know more indicative of why they do that.
0: Yeah, ex- and look. Man. So I,
1: I I don't think it's effective when people say, "Oh, well, you're just a privileged white male," and blah blah blah, because like that immediately just turns them off. Oh. And there's and they're like, "Oh, well, f- you."
0: It's not effective. I, I started using that term like around two years ago, because I had some some white kid and um, and I'm and, I, I, and I'm not
1: like offended by yeah. the term. Yeah,
0: it's ju- it's just so irritating. I started using that term because some some white kid. And um, when I was back in Miami-Dade College, he said something about, oh, racism doesn't exist because Obama became president. Yeah, and I've I'm heard, like, I've heard that, yeah. man, you really i are just out here wilding right now, my guy. And I said, you just in the state of oblivion because this doesn't affect you. Doesn't matter who's in place, who's the head of office, who runs the agriculture department, who runs the housing department, who's your state attorney, who's your attorney general of the country. None of this matters to you because- everything's already in place for you to succeed. You don't have no pitfalls to go through. We have a pipeline school to prison system that targets black kids based on their test scores. But you know, again, see this is and I look, when I made this podcast, I wanted to make this very clear. I was hoping I would never have to talk about stuff like this. Particularly something that happened right here on campus. I want this to all be a good time. When I roast shitty albums by shitty artists or I praise great album by great artists or anywhere in between. Well, we talk about things that happen to black community on campus and outside nationally. But this I have to talk about because I feel like my verse, my voice has to be heard. I feel like the people who listen to this outside of Michigan, people who, who hear this and probably don't pay attention to CM Life newspaper, who probably don't go on social media, but they listen to this podcast, they have to hear this. I I want this. I wanted to talk about music today because trust me, there's so much music to talk about. This is what I this is what I love doing. I also love politics. Sadly. (laughs) Same. I love politics. I love talking politics. I love hearing different perspectives. I love hearing different sides. I love telling people you're wrong. I love telling myself I'm wrong as well. Because you learn. But this right here is important because this still has happened. It happened in our community. It happened here in Mount Pleasant. Don't you feel some type of way? Don't you? Don't you feel disgusting that you have to hear this every single day for the next couple months now? Don't you? I wonder. Do you even care? Maybe. Maybe you do. But I want to ask you this. What can you do to make a difference? You probably will not have to set up a march. You don't have to be Dr. King. You got to be Malcolm X. No, you do even got to be Rosa Parks. You got to be Arthur Ashe. You have to be none of those people. What can you do? Can you just denounce racism when you hear it? When you see it? Of course. Do you know what racists hate being? Racists hate being shamed by the public. This is how racism works, right? Once one person feels emboldened in to be racist, they start showing up in, in numbers. But once they realize they're outnumbered by the number of non racist people, they leave town. They don't show their face no more. They become Michael Jackson's baby blanket. <laughs> like, come on, they're gone. You don't see their face at all. They, they go away to rebrand, to
1: come back. I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm not making a joke there. That's exactly that what they, they
0: do. <laughs> they leave your town. They're shamed. When you see that person in the national spotlight, potentially, you will always go back to a story and say, "Yeah, he was a piece of shit. He was racist, and he can never escape that." They hate being shamed. So shame him. Shame whenever you see it. Shame whenever you hear it. Don't think we're lying, don't think we're overstating our experiences, the discrimination that we're facing, because this is not a joke, we don't play around with this shit we don't like as black people especially myself, let me speak for myself I don't like having to go up to an department HR or tell a professor or or a student and say man, there's something off here I don't feel appreciated, I don't feel wanted, I don't feel like I belong here I felt like I was cheated. You think I want to have, you think I want to say that for attention? I never want to say that. Never. I just want the opportunity to fail. That's all I've ever wanted. The opportunity to fail. And you know why I say fail? Because we was never given the opportunity to do anything in the first place. Give me the opportunity to do something and fail. That's just the basic standard. Give me the opportunity to go walk into a building, do a couple radio shows. If it sucks, it sucks. If it's good, it's good. But you got to give me the chance to fail before you you fail me in general. Give me the chance to succeed, or fail. Put it all on me. Don't make laws that cheat me out of what I've earned. Give me that opportunity. That's all. That's all we want. Equal opportunity. If me and Brent has the same qualifications, don't give him the job just because my name sounds black. Because that's exactly what you do. It's in the studies. That's not what we're supposed to be on. Who's the best person for the job? Don't look for a reason. Oh, his name sounds black. We give it to somebody else. What does that happen to you? What if someone came up to you and say, "Hey man, your name Brent? Yeah, oh, man, I don't know, man. You might not get this job. I know you would be all right. Like, damn, why my mama had to name me Brent? Like, like come on.
1: You know, funny enough, I ask that question every time someone <laughs> says my name because I despise my name, but it's not. It's not for that reason. I, I, I just
0: hate the name Brent. <laughs> well, damn. Okay, <laughs> but still, just to be told you can't. You're not getting a job because your name. That's just. That's just a, That's just like the least because your name sounds black. Come on. But I just want to say this as a black student. The NAACP gave Central Michigan a month starting yesterday. They have a month to December 8th to institute these changes. They're on the clock. They have 29 days left. If CMU does not, and I mean do do not meet these standards, it would be really, really bad for them. Because honestly, and you guys have been listening, you know me, Brent. I say what I want, and I say what I mean. I might be a little podcaster who works here, but don't, don't meet these standards in this month. You know what you're showing me if you don't do that? That you don't care about me. You don't care about these three young girls. You don't care about the black community here. Not just the students, but your, but the workers, the people who work here who are black. You don't care about them. Do you know what I do when, when I see people don't care about me? I don't care about you either. I say what I want, I say what I feel. I say, what I say, sometimes it may come from me thinking for overthinking for hours, a lot of times it's come from having a conversation with people. And then I sit down and I think about those comments and I form my opinion on multiple areas. And that's how I come up with the wild, should I say now? I haven't said anything wild about CMU yet. As if you listen to this whole entire podcast. I haven't. They have a month to make sure it stay that way. Cause I promise you, I will bring people here who can talk about their personal experiences. I know. I will bring them here and I will share that story to the world each and every week till they do something. I will go back home to Miami and I will spread that word every single way I go. Is that what you want? You on the clock. You got to show me something now. Are you just going to give me that platitude statement or you actually going to put action behind it? I want action. That's what my mama taught me. Words don't mean shit action does and that's how we gonna close this topic off oh. mm, mm, mm. but you know let's get into let's get into some music topics today, this is what the podcast is about baby you're listening to the Culture Report you know what it is <laughs> I ain't give y'all my freestyle today, my bad I got y'all next week I ain't coming with no bars for y'all today but what I did come here to talk about was that new Vince Staples boy Mm. fire loved it the concept it's not original who cares who cares but it was done in a way I haven't really heard it before that's what matters there that's we what go. matters you can also do a concept that's been done multiple times before and spin it in your own way writers do that all the time rappers do that all the time if you haven't heard Vince Staples album FM Came out last Friday. It was a beautiful album. I did not listen to it the initial day it dropped. I listened to it on Monday. And ever since, I have been constantly playing it. Constantly. What song will you know It's it only like
1: 20 minutes, which yeah. I love because, like, and I, I'd, I'd hate to give him any credit on the show, but, you know, this whole short album trend that He Who Will Not Be Named started, I just like how people are going back to that because I can't listen to these like 90-minute albums sometimes. Nobody can anymore. That's the problem. And I like how this was more like a concise, direct, just like, all right, there's no filler. We're just giving you exactly
0: what you want. Yeah, I like that. See, I don't have a problem with long albums because, you know, I I love listening to music. If if it's warranted, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But 90 minutes is too long. I would say that. But I also think 22 minutes for 11 tracks is really short. You give us about 20, you give us about two minutes per song and the shortest songs on there are interludes which is actually the most like that was the best one of my favorite parts of the album actually so the concept of the album is based off FM the radio and the album starts off and goes on like it's just a radio show playing album playing songs on its rotation and obviously the rotation is all Vince Staples music the two interludes are so are unique and it's surprising. It's it's in a, in a way that I did not expect it. The Earl Sweatshirt interlude that came out that was on Vince Staples' album. Oh yeah, yeah. It was a completely different song. Yeah. And that was it was fire. And I will admit this, please guys, do not throw stones at me. But like I'm I was never the biggest Earl Sweatshirt fan. He's a he can rap, he got bars. I like I like this I like this like reclusive style he has he's so up dude even on the hardest and bounciest of beats he's just so calm it just sometimes for me that always been somewhat boring and i tune out but i would never disrespect this man art but that interlude and his new song that dropped. what is it called the new earl yeah uh nowhere to go nowhere to go sounds really good yeah and i'm and the album actually has been announced to come out i want to say next week oh really yeah well, what's it called I, I'm always curious what albums are called and what the album art looks like,
1: because if it's got bad album art, I usually, I don't know, I kind of check out sometimes.
0: I don't. I, well, see, <clears throat> it can make or break for me sometimes. I never really cared about that, but I was, I was disappointed by Cravo' album because his album art was so good. Oh my! And then the album just happened to be the worst album of 2018. See, I saw that cover art. Like I told you, I was just like, "See,
1: this can be awful." Just oh, different strokes.
0: You, you really saw that? I thought it was yeah, so cool. like I was like, oh the boy. dragon, especially with the dragons and how how he connected them with the... Oh, it was just I don't
1: know. It was it, a... it didn't it didn't do it for me. Oh man! Wow. Some of my favorite songs on FM, I
0: think uh, I liked Relay a lot. Relay, I really do love um, the last song, Tweakin'.
1: Yeah, t- and uh, no bleeding, bleed no bleeding was really good too. Really, really good. But um. Damn I just it. love Vince as like a whole. I think he's a really,
0: really consistent artist. Yeah. He, oh, he. Oh, he's very from his mixtape days. He's uh, what I really appreciate out of Vince Staples is that he he's never stagnant. You don't know what kind of album you're gonna get from him. You know that you're getting a very good album from him every single time. You. Can, I can't name you a bad Vince project I've heard. He's a super versatile artist. Like, super. like
1: even just singles like that single he yeah, had. Get the f- off my. D-. <laughs> that is. So, did you hear that song? Yeah. That song is empowering. That song is just so f- good. Like that. That. That piano just uh, throughout the whole thing. Oh my god. His flow. Um. I like him a lot, and I like Denzel Curry a lot because they kind of use similar flows a lot. They kind of use similar flows a lot, but yeah. they kind of put them over insanely different production a lot, and I love that. Yeah. It's like they just keep trying out you know the same thing in different ways.
0: Earl. He had two songs. Want Nowhere to Go on the Interlude Fire. Tiger Interlude song was actually good too. I was shocked because I think Tiger makes the same song every time. I don't like Tiger. Every single time. Taste and Swish is the same song without the do do do. You take that out, it's this very same song. Man talking about ass, stripping, clubs, money. Racks, um, whatever you name it, that's all he talk about, man.
1: And there's nothing wrong with just talking about that, but it's just do it interestingly, like like Danny Brown. I feel like people give Danny Brown they, they don't give him enough credit because they're like, oh, he talks about like just, like drugs and shit like that too much. But like he does it in a way where he's like kind of painting it more as like a dark, oh like, yeah. like lifestyle, and like he's kind of showcasing I like, like the, the
0: more like destructive aspects of it. Well, I like Danny a lot. I love Danny Brown, but there's no one as repetitive as Tiger by far. Tiger sucks. <laughs> But and it just flowed so effortlessly on this album by Vin Staples, where like a point I would really thought I was listening to a radio show. Like the the skit, what was the actual number? Um 548. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Hold yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the even the skit, 562-453-9382, three, three, it was actually um a caller calling into the radio station, Big Boy, Big Boy in the Morning. He's a radio host from and based in Cali, and he was playing a game called "Said Name Seven Celebrities," who name starts with V, in seven seconds. It was like a, it felt like an actual radio show, and the game they were playing. You thought I was literally I would listen to the radio, and the transition was so clean. There wasn't none of that static shit that lets you know that you listen to a radio. It wasn't the the little. Di-di-n where, like, you think you listen to radio. No, it was just DJ Big Boy was, at times, was the one who said, when well, it was going to this next track, like, you listen to an actual radio station and the next song played. Am I mad of listening to eight straight songs of, of um, Vince, Vince Staples? Hell no. <laughs> Even though you're not supposed to do it on an actual radio station. <laughs> you can't play more than actual artists twice. You can play play their feature. You we know, don't complain about that? Vince Staples, you can do whatever the f- you want. Come on, now.
1: I was kind of expecting Vince to go in a darker direction because I just, I don't know, that seemed to be a little bit of the trend. And I'm kind of happy that he
0: did he didn't. it. No, no. I, I, I always, I, I appreciate how much none of his albums sounded like. None of them, even from Summerland 06. Well, that was art. That is his darkest album. Yeah, probably. And it's a two disc album. He did, it before. he did it better than Drake. I will say that. Uh, God,
1: I, I, I am not a Drake stan whatsoever. I'm um, not. So we, we can talk a lot of shit on Drake if you'd like.
0: Oh, no. See, no. I'm tired of Anytime. talking about Drake. I'm
1: oh, tired of talking about it. Drake. You caught me
0: on the wrong, day. <laughs> wrong day. I'm, I'm so, always in the mood. Drake always going to do something that makes us talk about him. But sadly, not today. Yeah, it's not relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Summertime 06 is his darkest album. Two disc album. Really f- good. good. Um, Big Fish Theory very techno album that's my favorite of his this album you he 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 ditched the techno sound he went more to a west coast not the not the g funk but something something more bouncy bouncy a little bit more upbeat mm-hmm. but he did mix in to it, on today's trap drums to go with it cuz you probably need to to get a listener it didn't sound out of place didn't sound like anything i heard and didn't sound out of place and he's a he's a wordsmith. Like tweet, The reason why I love tweaking so much is some. I was expecting something more of like a braggadocious song, but then he just flipped. The, especially the first verse, he talked about all the homies he died, and in there he's actually interlooping um his where where his life was at that time to where it is now. Mm-hmm. First person died. He was out there looking for a homicide. Second person died. He was out there. Um, trying to help them find who, who it was. When the third person died, he started doing shows. He started getting less involved in the drug life as his music career started getting up. That was a whole metaphor. I'm like, woo! And he just kept going on how that made him feel, what he's willing to do. How can he keep going through this? And then Kalani, shout out to Kalani. You, I know you won't listen to this because, you know, we're really small out here. But baby girl, you is beautiful. <laughs> Congratulations on being pregnant. You need to drop that mixtape that you said you, you you finish ASAP. I'm not playing with you. I need more Kalani in my life. Her chorus essentially just says, "We just lost somebody else this weekend." That's the whole story now. He set the mood with the and that song is really dark. That's our that's the darkest song on that album, mm-hmm. and it's and it happens to be the very last song on that album. Great placing. Because it was in the beginning, or in the middle, it wouldn't seemed, it wouldn't feel right with songs like Relay, like um, big what another one you said Outside No Bleeding, No Bleeding, yes. The, the closest song to it, in my opinion, uh, in my opinion is is Relay. I really like it. Run the, the bands too. I like, I really, I like, every song is good. Every, every song I, like like I, I wasn't like Fun is actually my second favorite track on here.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, Fun reminds me a lot of a, a North North kind of. Mm, that's a good point. It really does. Really good. Really but, good point. Uh, Feels Like some of the intro track, that was the only track that I was kind of not as crazy about, but yeah. um, everything else I, like, enjoyed immensely. I,
0: and and so, like, that whole album is just 22 minutes of very concise, no-wasted space of work. Like, it's really good. Isn't it my top five? You guys gotta tune in. <laughs> but is like, it one of like, the like, best like, albums of the year? Hell yes, for would, the whole year. Yeah, I would oh, say man. that. Now, is it in my top five? I would, I would probably say no. But top ten, top fifteen, and especially how much music we got this year, it's like it's like every year we get way more music. Right. Even right. Diggy dropped an album today. Diggy Simmons. Mm. Who the asked for a Diggy album? <laughs> we have artists we don't. Black China dropped a song. Who asked Black China to drop a song? <laughs> I love that. Like. Like come on, like like I, I want to hear you on a rap song doing a, a a terrible Nicki and Minaj impression. Man, you really don't like Nicki Minaj. I really don't. I really don't like Nicki Minaj. But like I know I would rather hear Nicki rap way more than Black China. Cause actually Nicki, even though I don't like her, she does have when she when she really raps like not the bullshit. Oh put my, put your face in my ass, whatever. This dude whatever it is. Mm-hmm. When she actually just go stick to the bars, she is really good i i i think she's good for what she is oh yeah i mean you for, know what i mean I, for I, I sure get, i get what you mean but tracks like llc that was on her queen album was was that's one of my favorite nikki songs ever cuz that was like rap she was she had bar like that's what i want from nikki no repeatable no repeatable punch lines that she does often in her career i didn't hear one i ball like in that bar i didn't hear one beat on my sons on that song it was just straight 100% original bars from a from a from a woman who actually rap who knows how to rap when she goes there. Mm-hmm. Not shit like Anaconda. Not shit like Rich Sex with Lil Wayne. That's also on the album. Terrible song. Not a pop song with uh, uh, Ariana Grande. Oh, Bed. Bed. That song is horrible. Yeah, like horrible song. Like come on. Not Ganja Burns. Yeah, it's a it's okay Afro song. That's all it is. I've heard so much better. It's just an okay Afro song, but when she's rapping, and I will, and I will, I will give her this: she has great flows and a variety of flows, and her delivery is on point. As she has, and that, that that that's her strongest suit. Yeah, yeah. Her flows and her delivery are her strongest point, because she could be saying bullshit, but it sounds so good, yeah, that you you won't really mind it. Problem is her bars when she. De- when she gets lazy on on her writing, that's when it's not enough to carry it, for her, for me. But you know, like I said, I would much rather hear Nicki Minaj spit the bullshit Black channel was spitting. Yeah, we have so much music coming out that's actually hard for me to even listen to it all. Like I just learned an Noa Nao album came out three weeks ago. I just heard it two days ago. And You're I love really Nao on
1: so many things.
0: I love like she's one of the, in my opinion, the better R and B artists out right now. Didn't no name just drop? Yeah, she Something dropped a couple. Yeah, I
1: really like No Name. But I haven't heard the new stuff yet. Is, Yo, it, is it good? It's a, it's a really
0: good album. It's really unique. It's so different from her last one.
1: Oh, really? Like yeah. How much more different? Is it like, like more fleshed
0: out? Okay. Well, wait. What do you mean by fleshed out? Well, because oh, like
1: her her production is a bit more kind of like sparse. you well, know?
0: okay. I see what you mean now. This album production. You know what? The best way I can I can say this album is, is is poetry over a beat. Yeah, I like that. Oh, no, no, I, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying oh, it's okay. bad. Yeah. Okay. But more so than ever.
1: Oh, hell yeah. OK. This is cool.
0: poetry over a beat. Like so she's,
1: she's more in like a spoken word direction almost. Yes, All right. See, I like that. And throughout I like that. the whole entire album. Cool. I'm sold. All right. I'm going to go listen to that when I get home tonight and, and see if that's going to be my really, album.
0: Here. It's a good album. It, I, I'm not, I'm not going to discredit. It. It's a good album. Just on the first listen. Because especially how she's she's known for that very rapid pace of rap of, of rapping, mm-hmm. it's a lot to digest on the first listen. Right. And it's kind of confusing. But then once you sit with it more, and I know people don't mm-hmm. do this a lot anymore, but once you sit with the album more, it gets more you get to understand more what she's saying, the message she's conveying, and also you get more comfortable with that the pace that she's actually. Rapping in and the beats, the beats are really, in my opinion, they're different from her last album. Hmm. They're a lot; they're more in your face. Okay, not, in, but it's, she still has that soulful funkness to them, Good. but it's much more like you hear them. That at times they're the forefront of her of 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 the song. Instead of her actually, what she's saying. Hell yeah! All right, that, so sounds, right, that, and, and, that
1: sounds like I'd, I'd, I'd be interested.
0: Oh, it's a like I said, it's a good album. It's it's it's, it's one of the better al- albums of the year, if I, if I would say that. But it has no mainstream appeal. Which I'm not saying it's a bad thing or a good thing. It just it has no mainstream appeal. Right. And if if you're someone who actually admires that, then this will be for you. Cause you, there's not one song I can tell you that you can actually play in a group of friends and say, you guys would love this shit on the ox court. No, you don't. No, they won't. Right. Yeah. And she talked about some issues we already talked about here on this show earlier. You know, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but she is a phenomenal artist. And she she might have the best, I don't know. She might have the best female album of the year so far of all female artists. I would say Rico Nasty, her album Nasty. I love that album. Well, you know, it's a debate we can have for another day.
1: I, I all right. I, I'm I'm not going to go so far as to say it's like female album of the year or anything. But uh, Ariana's new album is the first album that really sold me on her.
0: I've I've not listened to one Ariana Grande, one Ariana Grande album.
1: I I like I had some friends that kind of like were really pushing her as like a pop star. Because I have some friends that are like, oh yeah, like this this pop star. Like some friends that she really into like Car- Carly Rae Jepsen and people like that. Mm. Um, which I'm not huge into, but um. <laughs> I was never really big on big on her, but this new album Sweetener, I actually really thought it was like a huge step forward. I actually really enjoyed Some, it.
0: Yeah, someone told me that that album's actually really good. I just know her so much for her pop songs, yeah, and how bubblegum they are. That I'm like, I'm not interested in her. And plus, her fan base is the most is one of the most annoying fan base on Twitter I've ever seen. They're arguably worse than Nicki stands. They're worse than Drake stands like they were literally going any I I'll never forget this first in recipes mac miller there were people you know those on tw- um, profile um where they have like the artist's on um, picture and it is a fan page oh yeah yeah and when mac miller first dropped the self care <clears throat> video there were people underneath who ran those pages saying that listen to God is a woman and stream it and they do that uh, constantly I think even NBA Twitter, <laughs> NBA Twitter got in a whole beef with Ariana, Ariana Grande Twitter this past um, in the playoffs, actually. <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> that's the, like, the most, that's the beef you would thought you would never hear before. And, like. that, Like, I f- hate Twitter. I love Twitter. I don't know how people hate Twitter. Right, like, I,
1: I love it from a distance. How about that?
0: Twitter is the most amazing, is the best social media app by far. I hate Facebook. Old oh, people use Facebook dude. sucks. Snapchat. I hate taking pictures or videos, especially when I go out. I much rather live in the moment than show people where I'm at. to flex—it's a weird yeah. flex, but okay. Yeah. Um, Instagram, same thing. I'm not a huge picture person. All my Instagram is is memes and wild ass captions. That's all my Instagram is. Twitter—I keep—I stay up to date with jokes. I guess my newspaper. When I wake up in the morning, when I say, "Let me read the newspaper," I'm opening Twitter. Yeah. That's how I learn about all the news. That's how I learn about, unfortunately, rest in peace to the twelve. Um, the the shooting that happened in Thousand California. Oaks. Yeah. Cause yeah. I learn about a lot of things that happen politically. Hip hop. That's how I get the jokes. That's why I get the memes. That's why I get the video. Like I love Twitter. Is by far the best social media app. The only thing I would say about Twitter is that it's starting to become like Tumblr, mm. where it's like jokes. You have to be careful what you actually say and what you joke about, because you're just gonna get like. Everybody wants to be a social.
1: The whole thing about the whole like SJW yeah. thing. I don't like using that term because I feel like it gets thrown thrown around against people that actually like just want to make a difference. Yeah, like, like the, that actually I'll have like positive that. views and intentions. But the people that like perpetuate drag culture, and I'm not saying like men dressing in drag. I'm saying like drag, like drag. Cancel culture. Cancel culture. Drag culture. Um, that shit sucks, and it's usually unwarranted. It's usually about nothing. It's usually like embedded with some kind of
0: vendetta, oh yeah, it's stupid first of all, also hate save it for what matters. I oh, also hate um when people go dig in years for old tweets right. I hate that Dude, <laughs> because so, so, so
1: many people are gonna be f-ed. like like when people in our generation are trying to run for office
0: I like de- what they said on Xbox Live and shit. look, it's just I can't sit down for hours looking up what someone said in twenty twelve. Cause like when Twitter first came out, and saying, I saying it's appropriate, I'm not saying it's wrong or right, but everybody was making those jokes. That was when social media, we, we didn't we didn't think Twitter or even social media as a whole would be as popular and as changing as it is today. If you just wanted if you wanted to say something really wild for a couple of retweets, everybody was doing it. Yeah. My mom didn't allow me to have a social media till I was eighteen. Oh sure. And my first one was Facebook. Then I went to Twitter. So I, 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 I MySpace. I never had a MySpace either. Oh
1: man, I'm, I'm a little bit older than you are.
0: I'm just, I, missed, I missed I'm 22. Oh, I'm not that much older. Yeah, <laughs> I had a My mom, my mom did not allow me to have because she's, she said, she said exactly this was going to happen. I'm like, mom, this is not going to happen. Everybody going to understand that you were young. Yeah, she was right. <laughs> Mother's always right, man. So like, I don't have any of those tweets right now. The only, the most wild tweets you will find probably for me. It's me just saying an artist sucks? Same. Oh
1: my god, I got I got like banished from Twitter for just shitting on people
0: a yeah. lot. I that's the most or shit on the president, which is a whole thing. But now
1: everybody shits on people and like yeah. they just like praise them for it. I got kicked off in like 2015 for shitting on people.
0: I should I, I'm either shitting on artists, I'm shitting on the president. Besides that, I'm just I'm not I, I, I'm actually just like talking about depression because you know i be sad, man. But Twitter is just not—it's—it's it's something completely different now. And not saying there's there's certain things we have to change in how we discuss things and what we talk about, how we say them. But like, man, I just can't tweet a joke and not have to hear a lecture. Like, what happened? Just being funny. What happened? Just a comedian just able to do their job. Or oh, not just a comedian. I just want to see a joke, laugh, and go about my day. That's all I want to do on Twitter. Like, that's all I want to do. That's all I use social media for. Watch a funny video. Watch a funny meme. Watch a fun- see, see a funny picture. That's it. Yeah. Or see a funny tweet. That's it. And I, I, I see a lot of garbage
1: that I could respond to. Oh, yeah. And I just don't. I don't. You know what? Because, like, if you're, what are you going to really do?
0: I've become the master of the type something out and not tweet it there's so many times i I do that so much now
1: i'm a master of the mute button (laughs) it's the best feature
0: i say uh, mute words has become some of my favorite it saved me so much time like the unpopular opinion i hated that shit like unpopular opinion but like popular opinion basically yeah yeah, i'm like this is not even an unpopular opinion you just stupid like if You didn't think like that, you're just stupid. Yeah, and Twitter actually runs a lot of memes to the ground. Oh my god, I like know. the new one now is weird, flex, but okay. Yeah, that's being run by the ground. Yeah, there's actually a tweet. You that, said that earlier, though. I know
1: <laughs> <laughs> moths. I'm happy. Those are those done yet? Which one? The moths, the molds? moths, moths.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> Moths. No, the it's fuck. not. It's, it's not. It's not. I hate those memes. They're awful. They're, awful. They They're really so mean. stupid. The cut the the couple that dressed as a moth, the one a couple that dressed one dressed as a moth, the other one dressed as a lamp. That was funny. I would give them that one. But the, I don't like the, the moth meme in general. Um what's another one? There's another one. No, it was actually um there's a a a, a social media page. Which one was it? It's a, an actual brand. I think it was Denny's. Where they use the word snap. No, oh, like, oh, we snapped when we made these. And I'm like, nobody talks like that. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody used that in that way. We flipped our lid. (laughs) And that's when he was like, oh, go off. Oh, we go off. I'm like, we don't even use it that way. Like, we use it as go off, sis, not we go off. Like, (laughs) what? NPC
1: is also being run into the ground. NPC needs to be abandoned. NPC, what's, what's that? uh non-playable character it's like a rpg term that people throw oh. around like oh. when they when they just want to talk about someone who's like bland and they say like an npc you know cuz like those are just the characters you interact with
0: <laughs> uh, i know a couple of them right now here in school right and like 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 yeah it's it's
1: like a like you know a somewhat funny joke but i don't need to see it every, every day, day.
0: Yeah. my my favorite one now is um i like your accent i don't know if you've seen that one i don't think i've seen that one. Oh, it's so funny like they do it for everybody like like it's the Dexter meme. Remember, uh, I've oh, never seen Dexter. You never seen Dexter Laboratory? Oh, Dexter's Laboratory. Yeah, I thought you meant like Dexter. The, no, 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 I haven't seen that show. The either. murder a, show. No, I'm talking about the cartoon. Remember the picture of him when like he was surrounded by girls and he whispered in on this one girl ear. Maybe. So it's all based around that meme. So the so the girl would say, "Oh my god, I love oh, your cat." Oh, I, ha- I have seen this meme. Okay, yeah. I know. Like, what you're oh my about. god, I love your accent. Say it again and like take me to the stoke. <laughs> yeah, I <I've laughs> seen that. Hey there, buddy. And just like, <laughs> just like, that's a really good one. Um, one of my favorite ones was the whatever it was, like blank days without sex. That shit was hilarious. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> I think my favorite one was like 88 days since that since 88 Days Without Sex. I bought I went to Starbucks to call to buy a coffee so someone could scream out my name. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that was the best meme. You can have it. I can have that one. Oh, damn, wow, wow, I'm just by myself here. That was a great meme, okay? So what else have you been listening to for the week? Man, I've been still listening to um Tory Lane's album. Mm-hmm. Really like Love Me Now. I really love that album. Um Smino album that just came out, I was playing earlier. Really good album. You guys should check that out. I actually went back from my album that came out earlier this year by Tokyo. Yeah, it's Tokyo. But it's spelled T-O-W-K-I-O. He's part of Save Money, which um that Vic Mensa's a part of. Mm. He dropped the album WWW, earlier this year, and he actually dropped the album. And on uh, the the marketing plan was he actually went to outer space, and he came down to drop the album, which is oh really good. And it's a really good album. Um, if you guys haven't heard that, check that out. Man, I've I I Dirty be- Computer by Janelle Monae, Jameson Vel- Velvet. You, know you really him. like Erica Badu, don't you? I love Erica Badu. That's um, the queen of soul. The queen of soul.
1: <laughs> um, I, I've been listening to uh, some earlier in the year uh, JPEG Mafia. Are you familiar? I've
0: heard, I've heard of them.
1: Um, I, I don't know if you're a fan, but uh, uh, I, I, I like him. His new album, Veterans, is pretty good. Um, big Pun. I've been on a little bit of a Whoa, big you pun. going
0: old, old school on us.
1: <laughs> I had some friends sharing Big Pun on Facebook, and I'm just like, what the f***? Are you doing, during big puns? I was just like, all right, I'll go back and listen to like Capital Punishment or something.
0: Wow, so, you know what, I mean, I think you're talking about a new. Album. I, I'm not, I, I'm not like a like
1: hip hop head by any means, but like I I do I like you, some like older stuff for sure. Big,
0: you know how many kids I go around who say they love hip hop, they don't know Big Pun. Or big L, but they share the memes. I'm of course. It's just they share the memes, but they. It's just a meme to them. They don't know the history.
1: Yeah, and I I don't know all the history either. I'm not like again. I'm not ahead. If I let you listen to them,
0: that's a step up.
1: Yeah, for sure. But uh,
0: yeah. You want to go old school? Midnight Marauders by um, Tribe Called Quest. I've been listening to that. I think it's Uh the anniversary today. 25th year anniversary album came out. I think also um, it's for did you like the new
1: album? Did you like Tribe's newest album? Yeah, I did. See, I didn't like how people were shitting on that album. They're like, "Oh, it's corny. It's out of touch." Like they've, it's conscious. Like that's what they do. Like, and I, and I, I thought they did it tastefully.
0: And like, also, one thing about what made Tribe unique is that their sound was always different from, even in the '90s when when they were popular. Low End Theory. Oh, amazing album! I love that album. I'm trying. I'm trying to decide. Do I think that's really their best album? I did really enjoy Midnight Marauders. Am I, am I, I how I'm pronouncing that word right? First Marauders. Part. Marauders, there we go. Midnight Marauders, yeah. I know what you meant. Cool. I need to um, hopefully see guys. No. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. I expect, I, the one song I always think of when I think of low end theory is um, Smooth Like Button No Butter. Oh, Especially true. when Fife comes in, Fife Dog, rest in peace. Oh, he's rest, um, that
1: Fife tribute on SNL when they uh, when they played that was so cool. Yeah,
0: it was so good. That that's the one song that I just that keeps popping into my head every time I think of that album. It's just because we smooth like butter. It's like butter, baby. It's like butter. It's like butter, baby. You're like oh, it's just so smooth. And that's when Fife just comes in and he's just roasting the shit out this girl for like missing out on him being rich. He just and he does it in the calmest way possible. Oh, wow, that's a harder one. They even had a song that spoke out spoke out against date rape, actually, on yep. that album. And um scenario, of course, that's like a classic hip hop song. Uh they kind of
1: touch on that on low end theory a little bit too. I can't remember what song. Which specific song? It's uh that song like where they're all at the party. Yeah. It may be rap promoter. I can't quite yeah, remember. Is it Rap Promoter? I think so. Yeah, I can't
0: quite remember. And I haven't heard that Again, album. Again,
1: song titles, yeah, terrible.
0: Yeah. But yeah. If I'm being honest, I haven't heard that album a couple months. Uh,
1: I also gave Illmatic a uh, listen. Oh, uh, for,
0: for, or you heard that before? No,
1: I've heard it before. Oh, my, okay. But, like, I, I just throw like, you, bro. <laughs> I returned to it. Um, Great album.
0: Um, wow. This week I on, I also listened to N-O- NAO album, Saturn, really good album. No, Key and Kenny Beats 777, really good album, came out this year. So I've been thinking about, you know, making a playlist, Spotify playlist with songs I've been listening to for the week, around seven to eight songs, because I know people don't want to listen to 20-song playlists anymore. I'm going to give you like a little album where either I do the songs of the of the weekend, that of my favorite songs that came out over the weekend, or just the seven songs I've been listening to for that past week. So, you know, maybe I'll give you a little treat with you guys this 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 upcoming uh, Monday when that episode drops, But, you know... Because you guys are so special, and this episode is really really heavy in the first half, and got really light. so I just want to give you guys you know, a little some some music to go along with that because who doesn't love music? like weird people, weird people. Oh God. If you can clean without doing if you can clean anything without music, I, I look at you. I judge you completely.
1: I hate sitting in silence.
0: Something has to be going on. The, oh yes, yeah, exactly. something definitely. the
1: definitely. news, definitely. music, something.
0: TV, Hulu, Netflix, chill, and something. Like, I'll, I'll
1: put on an album in the living room on the couch, and I'll like, get up and my girlfriend be like, Where are you going? I'm like, I'm just putting it on. Like, it's for the house. It's like <laughs> furniture, it's just a thing.
0: Woo, wow. I live in the dorm with four other people, and one of them makes music. And, you know, he's cool. He's cool. he really cool. He's really cool. Some things to work on. Well, he plays a lot of trap beats. My roommate listens to a lot of trap music, so like when I play R and B, they're like, soft shit out of here, man."
1: <laughs> You're more on the R and B side. Of things. I love I love
0: R and B music for sure. I usually play that, but you know, guys, this is the end of today's episode. I like to thank the editor, Brent. You know, clap it up. The, you know what? You know, what? Well, wait Let's give a round of applause for for, for Brent right now. Filling, filling in in a time of need on a time of need, thank you so much
1: no, thank. Th- thanks for having me on I'm happy I gotta you know talk about something of importance
0: yeah, and you know, as always the crew of Chance, Daniel Sage, L'Oreal the other L'Oreal appreciate you guys love you guys two of those people will be here next week at least one, don't worry the crew will be back but you know, as always, I'm your host Stevenson Altidore as you guys should know by now, Belle and that means have a wonderful day. And I truly hope you do.